Welcome to Success Unlimited with America's success thought leaders, Tim and Tom Simmons. This podcast is dedicated to exploring the journeys of thought leaders, business leaders, authors, speakers, podcasters, and various individuals' journeys to success and the challenges they had to overcome along the way. We are very thankful that you decided to listen in to our podcast. Like and subscribe to Success Unlimited's podcasts and socials to receive updates when new episodes are released. Do you have an idea of who you'd like to hear? Let us know by commenting on our socials or by emailing info at mymentorhq.co. Now, we hope you enjoy this episode of Success Unlimited. All right, this is Tom Simmons, your host. Uh, Welcome to Success Unlimited podcast. Uh, With us today, we have Blake Grissom. Uh, He's a storm restoration manager uh, at New Beginnings Construction in South Carolina. We're going to go through his journey, some challenges he's faced. Um, Want to talk about how, uh, what successes he's uh, he's had, and how he's defined his success. Uh, he has a lot to share with us, so I'll put it right to it. Blake, welcome. How are you doing today? Doing good, man. Appreciate you having me on. Uh, it's a pleasure. So, getting right into it, uh, if you could give our audience a a snippet or look into your background and uh, kind of how you came to. Uh, be one of the nation's top roofing salesmen. Yeah, absolutely, man. So um, I actually started installing solar when I was younger. Um, yeah, I was I was an okay job starting off. I was I think like twenty one, something like that, and I uh, got into that pretty heavily. And then I got approached by a guy that saw me on a roof one day and said, "Hey, man, would you love to be off these roofs all day, every day?" And I was like, "Absolutely, <laughs> you got my attention. What's going on?" And he asked me to start running some inspections for him. Um, so the more I kind of thought about it, I ended up making that jump to uh, start doing some some um, canvassing for him and actually running some right. inspections for him, um, which kind of opened the door into this whole roofing sales. I knew nothing about it, really. I mean, you know, he had to teach me really what shingles were. Unfortunately, I found out also that uh, we were causing a lot of damage when we were installing these uh, solar systems up there, too. So... Uh, just not knowing, you know, anything about the roofing industry, they just, you know, right. tell, hey, these solar panels up there, but it's just, there was a lot to learn and, and taking the process of, you know, knocking some doors and kind of learning the industry that way was, was a great transition because, you know, you start learning, Hey, this is what's going on with this. And then I started getting more and more involved with knocking some doors. And I was like, Hey, y'all, it's time for me to get in some sales. So, um, they pushed me into this. Yeah, Quick on that. Does do sales come naturally to you? Oh, uh, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily, especially coming from like installing solar, I wouldn't say it comes naturally to me. Um, I, I do chat a lot. I do like talking. So I think that aspect of it does come naturally. But um, I don't necessarily know that I was born with like the sales, sales bone in me. But um, it, it, it has grown on me, and I, I've definitely learned through it. But I, I wouldn't say it comes nat- it came naturally, right? Well, your ability to connect with people through conversation has—I'm assuming that that's where you've been just a natural. Where that that part seems to be natural to you. It is, man. I mean, I, you know, even growing up, I mean, you just talking to somebody in the uh, line at the grocery store. I mean, it's it's that part is natural for me. I mean, I enjoy talking to people. I mean, going out there, doing what we do, we get to meet all different kind of walks of life. But, I mean, even going to the grocery yeah. store, you got somebody in front of you, you chat it up for a minute, and 
it's just neat kind of being able to communicate with all different kind of people, right? Yeah. So uh, you mentioned a door-to-door -door sales. You were kind of getting into that before I, I interrupted you, but um, that that process and the fear of rejection that had to be pretty high. Yeah, it was. Um, I'm not big on rejection, and um, you know, I probably wasn't obviously the best at, at it at first. But I mean, I didn't know if I outworked everybody that I was going to be able to make those numbers <laughs> that I felt were good. So I love it. yeah, you can get some doors, you know, shut in your face with some people just not interested. But I mean, you got to let that stuff roll, especially like roll off the back, especially when you're brand new. You know, you don't right. know enough. And just going out there and getting experience is what's going to teach you to be different at each door and being able to reflect back on that, like, well, that door did not go good. <laughs> what do I do different on the next one, you know? And that I am a big believer. Those no's are just one step closer to the yeses. So, you know, you, you have to have that mindset, especially in this industry, because it's the truth. I mean, you'll run into some real ugly people out there. And, you know, I'm not talking physically. I'm just talking about that, you know, they're very rude to you at the door. And at the end of the day, those aren't the people that I want to be out there helping either. Um, you know, if you're going to be rude, I mean, it's probably going to be a headache as a customer anyway. So it's just getting closer to the somebody I do want to help. And, man, the customers that I get, I mean, they're they're just awesome people that they're open up to like, yeah, you know, let's let's move forward with this. And they're, they're just really, really cool people. I mean, I still have people that send me uh, Christmas cards every year. And, and it's just you get to meet lifelong Kind of friends in a way, if you will. I mean, they're customers, but you know they, they care about you and care about your life and, and everything. So it's it's pretty neat. But yeah, kind of go back to that. So um, I did push into wanting to get into the sales part, and they saw my eagerness there. And I grew up playing sports, so I was very competitive on that aspect of it. Uh, big baseball guy, um, but just being very competitive, I wanted to move into the sales side. Obviously, I knew the money was there too, right? Right, right. Um, just just kind of started there and then um, worked with a few different companies. I mean, as we all know, there's kind of some some downfalls to certain companies that you work with. And just the right. more and more you kind of grow, you see, hey, like, I need to get away from these guys. I need to take a different opportunity and uh, just kind of get into the position where you need to be at and who you need to be with. Right. Because um, you can be the best person you can be. But if you're not backed by a good company and a good support there, it's it's all smoke and mirrors, really. Yeah, I love the mindset, the the hunger, uh, going out and just doing whatever it takes to to hit your goals. Um, what are some of the biggest challenges that you faced? Kind of froze up there. I'm sorry, Tom. What, what was your question? What, what are I uh, said? So I love the, the mindset, the hunger, going out and doing whatever it takes to to win and in, in sales, but just in general. Uh, what are some of the biggest challenges that you had to, you've had to overcome? Um, well, work-wise, I mean, I think it's just the day-to-day -day grind. You know, I mean, it, it, it's a lot that you have to go through and still be able to wake up and go out there and do it. You know, but you you have to have your own reasons of of your whys, right? Like, I mean, I got a little plaque at, at the office now. I just recently got married this year, and we got a five-year-old together and, and those two are my why you know so really holding on to that why and um you know pardon my french but not not letting the case of the fuckets kind of go through there um 
you can't give up on that. And I, and I did struggle with having, you know, all right, I'm just going to go out there tomorrow. I'm giving up on it today. But that kind of goes back to another thing I was going to touch on as, as well as um, I ended up getting sober about five years ago. Um, I struggled awesome. pretty I won't say that pretty hard. Like I was never like a fall down drunk person, but you know, I was one of the guys that, you know, after work, Hey, we're going out and having some, some drinks and where I grew up uh, right outside the Charlotte area. Um, it, it's a lake town, man. We, we all enjoyed to, to have our booze and such. And you know, we had our local watering hole and we would go out there and, you know, it's, it's nothing to run into five to 10 people every single night. You kind of go out and it, right. it just started to being too much for me. Um, that, that, not, that, I, I was seeing myself kind of spin my wheels, right? You know, and I just wasn't really making anything out of life. And, and I've got big dreams and aspirations. I do. I mean, I think you have to, but, you know, I wanted to conquer those. I mean, I'm next year, I'm 40 years old, right? So it's like back when I made the decision to finally get sober, it it was the time to like, hey, we're really going to do this. Or we're going to keep going in the, in the same same way, right? So I did make the decision to do that. And man, that has been, besides getting married to my wife, uh, that has been the best decision that I've ever done. So um, let, me, let me go back, stop you for a minute. Let me go back to even before that. Um, when did you, what, why did you, I guess, what started you down the path of drinking a lot? Was it more of a social, uh, social hour, just became more of a habit? Um, well, <laughs> the town I grew up in really, man, everybody, uh, everybody really enjoyed having drinks, obviously, of course, myself. Um, you know, I mean, there was, I don't want to say there was a reason why, like, I 100% started. It was just, you know, what we did around the lake. It's just, just kind of what yep. we did. Um, lake town, so, I mean, especially during the summers, you know, like, every weekend we go out and hang out with each other. It's just all about going out, socializing, having a good time. It's just... I did probably a little bit more than the average bear. <laughs> okay, got it. Uh, what? So, what was that that turning point when you woke up and said, "I, I got to stop this this behavior"? Is it was it goal oriented? You, you saw where you wanted to be, and what you're doing wasn't getting you there, or what was the catalyst to really turn and and, and, and pivot? Same year, uh, same same thing year after year. It was the same thing, you know. It's like, man, I know I could have done so much better. And then you really kind of reflect on that, and it's like, what is it really that's holding back? And it, it was the drinking, man. It, it really was. Um, the mindset just wasn't there, you know. Like I was, like I was saying, you get those cases of the efforts, and you're you're out the door, you know, and you're done for the day. But you know, since I put that down, it it's been great, but what caused me to quit is, man, I, I had this bigger picture and I, I wanted to, to see that come up and come to light. Right. And I prayed about it and prayed about it. And then finally, you know, I was just talking to my mom one day. She's like, Blake, you done. And I was like, you know what? I am mom. And that was it. Like I haven't taken one step back or anything. And awesome. everybody's journey in, in that is different. So I'm not hating on it now. I'm not hating on anybody that, that drinks either, man. I mean, I think that's, right. that's cool. It's just uh, I think Ron White said it, said it the best. So he said, every man is allotted a certain amount of whiskey in his life. And I haven't made uh, <laughs> that's my limit already. So <laughs> it, it is what it is, you know? I mean, it, like I said, it's been the best thing for me. I mean, I, I struggle with it, but I mean, it, it changed my mindset. It changed my focus. It changed so much. I mean, it, it really took my career from, you know, just being a decent one to being a very 
outstanding career, and it's just getting better and better with each year. So, it, it really how, is. How, how did it make your? How did it change your focus, and in, in what ways? I mean, because you said you were focused already, you were doing good, you were decent, but you made the leap from go from use that colloquialism term that from good to great, right? Um, yeah. And but what steps did you take to, and why? You know, you, you got year goals, right? And I really think you, you need to have goals for yourself. And then it's it's setting those goals and then going out there and getting those. Um, and having that mindset to go out there and like, you know what? I don't care. Today, I'm going out there. I'm doing it for whatever reason. And just having the the drive to go out there and make that happen each day. Some days are going to be good. Some days are not going to be good. But you're sitting there. You're working your full eight 12, 14 hours, some days are, you know, different than kind of during busy season. You, you know, there's been times where I work 16 hour days and it, it, it kind of is what it is, but it, it just changed my whole outlook on life. It really has, man. It, it, like I said, it was, it was the best decision I've ever made in my life. Um, you know, I, I know there's a lot of other people out there that struggle with it and they're kind of on the verge of, you know, maybe thinking, you know, do I quit? Do I not? You know, I'm telling you, man, at least give it a shot. You know, if you're struggling with it, right? Not everybody struggles with it, but if you're struggling with it, just give it a shot, man. You get this more clear uh, mindset in, in, in the focus in your life, and it just, it's just wild how, like, your whole whole demeanor kind of changes on that aspect. And then sales, man, it's, it's awesome. I mean, because here's the thing. Sometimes I would have to call a customer and say, because I was hungover, I'm like, hey, we're going to have to push this appointment back. And it's like, they're like, oh, well, Actually, we're just not going to do that. We decided against it. It's like, well, that just cost me X, Y, and Z amount of money. You know, and it's uh, you get right. burned out on that and seeing that happen. You know, kind of year after year after year. So, it, did you have a support system in place, or I mean, you, you, your mom asked you. Obviously, you have a, a great love for your, for your mom and respect for your mom for you to just say, "I'm done." But did you have temptations to go back to drinking or? Was that enough? No, man. I um, I'm never so support wise. Let me answer that first. Um, my mom has always been my biggest supporter. She really has. Um, it's awesome. Yeah, she's she's she was my rock growing up, man. She really was. Um, so having her, you know, I mean, I would just kind of talk with her each day on that aspect of it. But as far as is the sobriety part, once I stopped, that was it. That was it, and I never, I never looked back. That takes such uh, courage and determination, the strength that you hear story after story um, of folks that are trying to quit smoking or trying to stop drugs or trying to stop drinking. So when I was probably in third grade, uh, my aunt came to visit, and I was, I was probably even younger. Maybe I was in. I was in maybe kindergarten first. I don't know what exactly what grade I was in, but it was I was young, uh, not young enough to understand exactly what I was uh, saying. But I told my aunt that her cigarettes are going to kill her and she's going to go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> and that that was enough for her to go, huh? You know what? I'm done. <laughs> and uh, and she went. She stopped. I think uh, uh, at that point she like she she was done. Um, and so when you talk, you told the story about your mom, uh, I can kind of, you know, relate to some, some degree. Cause it's like when someone that you 
love and respect or you have a connection with, um, there's that connection. They say, hey, I don't want you to get hurt. I don't want you to, to go through it. It's not healthy. Stop. I mean, that's and you just for you to go cold turkey like that is is pretty amazing. I do, yeah. I, I do man. I think um, another reason why I was able to stop and stay stopped is I know once I figured out I could start, stop, start, stop. That's who I am. Like I just kind of have an addictive, addictive personality, right? And, in, in anything really you know i mean I'm, I'm addicted to the sales process i am but like you know if you find good things to be addicted to you're gonna be all right but i just knew hey if i messed up once i'm just it's just gonna be a cycle like all right well i messed up once well you know i just kind of play with this for a little bit and i'll get sober after the weekend or something you know and I, I just saw how that can be so dangerous um seeing some people try to do it and, and again everybody's path different you know one of my one of my best friends Tried that way, got sober, went back to it. It was a hot mess. Got sober again, tried to drink one more time, and then he was like, "You know what? I figured out I can't do it." So that's what I'm saying. Like everybody's kind of process is different when it comes to that. Right. You know, for me, I knew I couldn't try that way. For him, he needed to try that way to know that it was done. You know, so everybody's everybody's sobriety uh, journey is a little different. It really is. So, how what? In in roofing sales, the average ticket I'm assuming is about twenty five thirty thousand dollars. It's a high ticket item. Um, what is the most you've ever sold in, in, in a year? Uh, so two point seven last year. That was before. Um, wow. um, Impressive. Um, your supplements and such. So that was uh, pretty cool, pretty neat. Um, Man, it's. It's hopefully got to get, kind of keep tearing up, man. I, I'm getting more into commercial as well. So I, I mainly focus on residential. Uh, I love residential, but it, it's also a grind too. And I'm just kind of uh, getting a little more experience with my knowledge and stuff. So I'm kind of pushing more into commercial and being on commercial property owners. Um, we've got a handful of those going right now. Um, just got one of them approved the other day, just waiting for that uh, scope to come back so we can get it signed up. Um, so that's good, but like, yeah, most of them are, but you, your residential claims about 20, 20, 25,000 ish range. But then, um, there's different claims that I'll run, whether that is a, um, you know, I had last year I had a tree fall on a house and unfortunately the contractor that took it over just was not moving this thing in the correct way. It's tough for a homeowner, right? Because they don't know exactly who to who to lean on, right? Um, so they were leaning on somebody that just wasn't steering them in the right direction. By the time we picked it up, that house had been stagnant, had been getting rained in and everything. So at that point, all the drywall, flooring, I mean, we had the... We had Everything's pulled out. Yeah. So you do a lot of insurance, insurance restoration type of work. So it's insurance-funded jobs, right? Versus just selling for cash or retail. Yeah, I'll get uh, a handful of retail a year. Usually that's uh, some of my referrals. Like, hey, man, I'm, uh, my buddy's buying a house over here. Uh, insurance is requiring him to put it up, one on, you know, or a uh, new roof on or, or whatever it may be. Um, so, you know, a handful a year, I get some of those. But um, that's not my focus. We actually got some retail guys that work with us. Um, so if it's not a direct referral, we'll kick it right over to those guys. And it, it kind of works both ways. You know, if they get something like, Hey man, I just got on this roof and it's padded up with some hail. 
they kick it over to me. And, and we, we work it fairly. I I got another guy that kind of works in my territory, and I, I'll split the commission with him. Uh, I just will. Nice. You know, it's I'd rather look after everybody because it, it'll all come full circle, right? You know, it, it, it does. It figures out how. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you mentioned several times you dropped that uh, a key word of focus and goals. Um, do you do you have what is your your process for setting your goals and and and, the, and refocusing? Is it every week? Is it every quarter? Every month? Every year? What's your process of, of staying focused and setting goals? Yeah, man. So um, I, I'm with an amazing company right now. Um, when I moved from from Charlotte to Charleston, um, I had 10 years experience in the industry at that point. So you know, I don't mean to sound any type of way, but 10 years experience, pretty much everybody wants. You know, you got enough experience to be dangerous. This one's like right. this guy can make a splash, right? So you know, pretty much everybody had wanted me, but I wanted to get fit. Kind of as we were talking about at the beginning of this, is being aligned with a good company. Uh, this company has great core values. It's a it's a Christian based company. I am a Christian myself. I mean, it's doesn't you don't have to go with a Christian based company, but you know, I just feel everything aligns more up with with me personally, right? Um, they are so good. I've been with them for a little over five years now, and me and the owner have got into one little argument and it was it was probably had something to do with our crm right and that's it and then i i think you know kind of knowing in, in the construction world to not really get any argument is is very that's very rare in a way but that goes to show who toby is as a person uh toby is one of the owners there's two two owners over there toby's kind of like our gm over there and he's just so cool, calm, and collected. Uh, another thing I love about him is he's just, he'll listen to anything that I bring to the table as well. But that kind of goes to hit, well, to answer your question, we go through a uh, bi-weekly um, review process, right? So we'll set our goal. We just had our meeting um, uh, last week, actually, for our goals for 2024, right? And then, so we'll get fired up. We usually let kind of January do its January thing, right? We'll get fired up usually first of February. Weekly having these meetings of, hey, what are your goals for these two weeks? You know, and he breaks it down for the year. Say I want, you know, like this year, my goal is $3 million, $3 million right? So at $3 million, it gets broken down per Per bi-weekly, I mean, you can just kind of track and see where you're at. I mean, he's got a system where it tells me if I'm in the green or the red. You know, I, I got a problem with personally myself. I'm seeing it in the red. It's just kind of who I am. And we have we have taken some of the goals. And halfway through the year when we're doing it, I think it was last year, we, we had to bump up my goal for the year. And I, I'm perfectly fine with that, man. I, I'm one person. I want to go out there and, and kind of go get it, right, instead of just saying, or you know, hit that goal or just kind of sneaking by. But right. yeah, just sit there with, with him bi-weekly, man, and just going over each goal. And then we break it down for, hey, what do you want to do these two weeks to impact this month, to impact this quarter, to impact, you know, everything. And so you've got, you know, bi-weekly, monthly, quarterly goals that you need to, you know, kind of stay on track with. And whether that's, hey, this week I need to focus on getting some collections in, or this week I need to focus on, you know, maybe getting back out there and get some more more claims going, or I need to have these insurance companies to kind of get this thing moving forward, they're kind of stalling up. So you just kind of look at what's kind of holding you back, and hey, let's focus on these goals, and let's 
kind of help this move forward. And he's great about kind of walking me through some of that stuff. Um, you know, I, so, I, do, I do really appreciate him and everything he does for that aspect of it. Whether you recognize it or not, or whether you recognize it or not, I, I have written down four steps that I've heard you talk about. And let me know if I'm missing anything. But first thing, your goal is usually written down. The second thing is if you're it's measurable, you know how to measure it. Um, and then you have an action plan, mm -hmm. what you have to do to hit your goals. And if you, if you hit them too soon, it's set too low, you can readjust them. And the last thing is the goal is measurable. So between it being uh, written down, the action plan, readjusting it, and the goals are, are, me are measurable. Um, is there anything else you guys do outside of maybe those four steps? I try to simplify it so that, that you do that makes you and helps you become one of the nation's top producers. No, I mean, you're, you're on point. I mean, some of those words you just uh, said is exactly what's those same words that get put in the meeting. I mean, I mean, goals <laughs> have to be attainable. Right? Um, you know, they have to be measurable and, and he does that aspect of it. So, I mean, you're, you're firing on all cylinders there because these are some of the same words that are thrown around each, each meeting. You know? <laughs> cool. The, um, so a lot of folks will bring up, uh, company values, but what about you and your, your family, uh, your personal life? Do you, do you, have, do you set goals personally and, and, and how do you align your, your values with your goals? Because everyone can set goals for financial, but do you consider these spiritual goals and health goals and, and other other goals like that that might be a little bit more personal? Yeah, I mean, um, we just got married here in September. So, um, congratulations. I appreciate it, man. Thanks so much. Um, awesome. We're still working on the playbook, but you know, I'm just trying to be the best I can for them. You know, I mean, there's, I, at this point now come third and I am 100% happy with that. I mean, I, I prayed to God to find me a good woman and um, he put her in front of me, put her in front of me at the right time. And I got blessed with a five-year-old. <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. Man. But, um, you know, they have been nothing but a blessing. They really have. And it's, it's been really neat to uh, watch Layton. She's my little one. And, um, you know, have Lauren around. She's just, she's such an amazing person. It's such an amazing mom. I mean, I think we were kind of showing, sharing our uh, shelf, elf on the shelf kind of deal. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I'm a little new to the, to the fatherhood with, with Layton, but, uh, you know, I'm just trying to learn what I can. Um, but those personal, personal uh, goals for me and, you know, just, just going out there and be able to provide for them, right? Um, but there's also, a guy said this last year, you know, about, about success. And he was like, success is all about the mem memories. And that really hit me in a, in a certain way, right? Because wow. you want the nice truck, you want the nice car, you want you want this and everything. Those are those things you definitely want. You definitely go out there and, and go get them. But, you know, here 15 20 years down the road i might not remember what kind of truck i had you know now like oh well, maybe you know probably still a silverado but you know you know those things go out the window but these memories and these these trips and, and experiences that we can do together those are lifelong memories that not just with me and lauren 
but Leighton's going to carry on. You know, hey, we got to go here. We got to go there. You know, I mean, it's yeah. yeah that's really what I'm after now, you know, is, is being able to provide some memories and, and do some cool stuff. And that does take money. Don't get me wrong. It does. But the drive behind that to be able to provide and go go make that money so I can provide those memories is really right. big. Man, that, that is, that's awesome. Um, talking about, I uh, see a lot of uh, selfish behind you in, in, on your shelf and on your wall. Um, talking about memories. When my uh, 11-year-old, uh, he was seven, he was mature seven. We went out uh, on a golf run, uh, deep, you know, deep, deep sea, 70 miles offshore. And we launched at about 3.30 in the morning on December 6th. And it was cold. It was dark, and we get out there. Waves were cool, and we're running full, full out. And about uh, 4.15, 4, 4.15, uh, Captain goes, Dad, Dad, and I wake up. I was real asleep on uh, sleeping bags or uh, bean bags, rather. I was kind of half awake, half asleep, because I knew my oldest was, uh, was awake on an open boat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and so as soon as, as, soon as uh, Captain said, Dad, I look up, and there's a, a – co-pilot's chair and it's set and if you're not familiar i know you are but other folks who may, may not be those those chairs sit up off the deck a uh, good you know three feet it's not like a, a dining room chair where it's only like a 18 inches off the, off the ground or two foot off the ground so he's he's sitting there holding them up and he is dead asleep <laughs> the captain's sitting there hand on the wheel and holding up my seven-year-old so he doesn't clock over the, in the, in the rail and deck and uh we didn't back till 6.30 at night, and I, I saw pictures of uh, my seven-year-old at that time laying face down, digging fish out of the hold. Half his body's in there. He's just trying to get all the fish out, out of the uh, out of the hold there, and uh, he was all about it. It's just a trooper from 3.30 in the morning till 6.30 at night, um, but it's those kind of memories that, that define success. I'm right there with you. I, and I think that I keep hearing over and over and over folks who had these big houses and Lambos and Ferraris, they work nonstop. They don't slow down to create those memories. And they all say that's one of their biggest regrets is not creating those memories. So I think you, I think you're on to something. I think you're spot on. Yeah, man. Um, one of my best friends growing up, his dad was, um, I think maybe the richest person in there we lived in. If not, it was right there with it. I mean, they had planes, helicopters, I mean, you name it, Rolls Royces. They had it all, right? But his dad was constantly working. He just wasn't there. And, you know, that's, that's just not, you know, I want to be, be a family guy, too. You know, I mean, I'll make it, make sure I'm there for every single dance. And guess what? If I miss a, miss a sale because of that, so be it. It is what it is, you know? Like, I mean, there's plenty of it out there. And I love it. Her support system and knowing that, hey, he's going to be there for me. It makes it a lot more than, Hey, I'm going to get this sale. And realistically, I should be able to tell any homeowner that, that that's what's going on. We're going to have to wait for it. And if they don't agree with it, there's plenty of other contractors for you to go work with. You know I mean? It's, it's just, you know, somebody doesn't really understand that. That's just, might not that's be wrong. with anybody. So. <laughs> but, well, uh, last question for you is, uh, and you can take this anyway, anyway, answers however you want to answer this. But if uh, going back 10, 15 years, um, and if you were to run into your younger self, 
What's that one piece of advice you would give to yourself? Get sober faster. <laughs> All right. Yeah. That's good, good advice. It really is, yeah. man. It's just that was one of my biggest downfalls, you know. And like I said, I was never like some fall down drunk, but, you know, it, at the same time, it's just something that, that held me back. And I feel like I could have been – everything happens for a reason. I think God's got plans for it. So I, I think I was going through that right. when I needed to go through it that was set me up for success where I'm at. You know, um, if that would have happened 10 years ago, I might not be with Lauren, you know. So I, I don't right. know. But I do know that that was one of my biggest uh, kind of struggles there. So I think getting that so I could have fast-forwarded this, you know. I mean, I've really just started picking up some heavy steam in this industry the last, you know, five years. So, you know, I could have about 10 years more more steam into it. So I, I just think, it, you know, for me personally, if I could have told myself, you know, get do this and you're gonna you're gonna be better off faster, right? Um, yes. Like like I said, man, I, you know I'm not here to tell everybody needs to get sober, man. I, I have some good friends that they can do it better, um, and it's it's just not it's not everybody needs to do it. It's just some people do, and for the right, people right. that do need to do it and been conflicted with it, man, I, I would I recommend it. I really would because it, it'll be the best decision you make if you know you kind of got with it. Go out there and at least give it a shot. You know, hey, we got January 1st coming to be a nice New Year's resolution for anybody. But um, it, it, feel free if anybody's out there watching this, man, and, and just needs somebody to talk to, man. Um, I'm on, on Facebook, Instagram, anything like that. Feel free to reach out to me. Um, I'm more than happy to talk to anybody. Right. I pray to God that he uses me where he needs to use me in that aspect of that stuff. So I'm a 100% open book. And then if there's anybody that has any questions about, you know, anything going on in the industry, I'm, I'm an open book as well. I'm big on kind of giving back where I can because guess what? I didn't get where I'm at <laughs> without asking questions, without, you know, picking people's brains. So if anybody's kind of you know, coming up in the industry and he's got questions, I'm 100% open book. Morning. We're happy to help anybody out there I can. I think the more as we team up as the industry and the, especially the insurance restoration and kind of, you know, help each other out because it's really us and the homeowner versus some of these insurance companies. Right. So I am 100% open book. Feel free to reach out to me anytime, whether that be about, you know, maybe getting sober or, you know, anything industry-wide, please y'all feel free to reach out to me. That's awesome. I, I tell you what, the, uh, I'd be surprised if you aren't on, if you aren't on a, a panel or on stage telling your story someday, if you haven't already been. Um, amazing story, amazing results. Uh, you have so much to offer and give back and, and to learn from. So thank you so much for your time. Um, and I'm sure we'll be speaking soon. Absolutely. Tom, thanks for having me on. Thank you. Take care. We hope you enjoyed today's interview. Every week we release two new episodes. Remember to follow Success Unlimited's podcast wherever you listen. Thanks again for listening in.